Hello and welcome to the podcast. You're listening to Be Uncluttered. I'm Rebecca Mazzino and with me is Tara Tuttle and together we are going to help you on your journey to a life free of clutter. Hello everyone. Today's episode is the second part of a two-part interview conducted by Tara with Jacinta, someone whose story has a lot of relevance to our recent topic of toxic relationships as well as our overall theme of the value of stuff. If you have not yet listened to part one of this interview, I suggest you do so before listening to this one. As with last episode, I'd like to put a small warning here for listeners because this episode discusses an abusive relationship. The abuse is psychological and emotional and does involve children. You can stop listening now to avoid hearing this content if you need to. So I'll leave you now with Tara and Jacinta to continue her story. And so did you make a plan then to leave? You'd obviously, like you said, you felt like you had roots and you had the strength to go now to admit that the relationship had failed and you were going to move forward on your own. So it... Um, even though I had asked him to go and live um, at his parents for a while till we sorted things out because I did all the school runs did like to maintain that environment for the children and I also worked from home so for me that was like my entire world was there whereas he worked outside of the home um, but he was not on board with that at all and so the option to uh, go and stay at my parents place seemed like the next best thing so uh, when I moved out, I got the kids. We, I said to the kids, you know, you can put anything to the side over there if you want to have that at grandma and granddad's. Um, and they didn't really pick anything out. They took a teddy and a couple of books for bedtime. So I had, you know, a change of clothes for them, a pair of pyjamas, a couple of books and some of my clothes and shoes. And I figured, you know, we'll just work this out. We'll, we'll you know, we had two of everything, three of some things, you know, it was just so easy to split. And I just figured we would work it all out. Like that would just come with time. Uh But that never happened. (laughs) And I was very shocked to discover that he had no intention of giving me any of that stuff ever. Um, And it became a very long-winded Um, process to get what was quite rightly half mine so how did at what point did you figure out that he was not intending to give you anything did he say this directly to you I had said to him look I'm getting a rental in however many weeks so I'll need we'll need to like split the kids beds and replace one each and you know I'll need a couch and a tv and a fridge which we had several of Um, so it wasn't like he was going to be going without any of those things and I will need it in time for the rental and trying to work out who was getting what he was just, it was like, say you have a hundred dollars between you and you go, well, well, you have 50 and I have 50. It was like, he was saying, well, here you have $20. What's your problem? You decided to leave. That's what you get. Mm -hmm. I think it was also a way of trying to maintain the control. Because if I didn't have any stuff, how the hell was I going to set up a rental? That's it. So he didn't give me the stuff in time for a rental and I still got my rental. And I set up that rental with um, I had a small loan from my parents so that I could get all brand new beds and bedding for the kids. And everything else in that house was either 
gifted or lent to me by family, friends, friends of friends, people I haven't even met just came out of the woodwork and it was quite amazing. This to me is one of the nicest parts of what is a pretty horrendous tale. Yeah. Is I remember you telling me when you told me about this story of yours for the first time that yeah. this you were completely overwhelmed by the generosity of not just people you knew because everyone is happy to jump in and help a friend or help a family member but complete strangers or people that you were only linked with through the school community and stuff like that that yeah. they were willing to drop off a, a table and chairs or drop off a couch or things yeah. like that, that people were coming out of the woodwork to help you out yeah and it, it felt miraculous Mm-hmm. It honestly did. It was like divine intervention of some order. It was insane. It was literally what I thought suddenly appeared. So, you know, I was saying, oh, I, I don't have, I had, so I had borrowed um, to a couch off my parents, which meant that their family room was empty. And, but it gave up, they were quite happy to go without because it gave us a couch to sit on. And there was, there was a day where my mum had come over to help with something and she said, oh, every time I walk through that family room, I'm so mad with him. He's got two lots of couches in that house and they belong to you and he, he should be giving them to those kids. Like that's for his kids. And I realised how mad it was making my mum, which is not a, a healthy thing. And I, in that moment I was like, right, the next thing I need to aim for is a couch of my own. And literally the next day, a mum from school said to me, hey, do you still need a couch? Because a girlfriend of mine's giving one away and she's she maintains things immaculately. It's going to be amazing. Um, do you want it? I was like, uh, yes, please. That's so great. And I went there and the woman said, this is my divorce couch. This is the couch I bought myself when I left my husband and is the first thing I bought for myself. And I said to her, well, do you know what? Your generosity has made this my divorce couch. Yeah. And and I was telling her how beautiful the gift is. It is not just a couch. It is a couch that frees up my parents emotionally from having that reminder every day. And it is a couch that is now mine. This item that I now own that is a place where I sit with my kids and we cuddle and just slob about and do things that really resonate with me. I don't have to get up and go do the dishes and mop the floor and maintain and have perfect, perfect, perfect going on. After school, we just sit on the couch together. And that's when they lie all over you and tell you stories and download emotionally and connect and feel loved. And that's, it's like, it's a couch of hope really, isn't it? Because it it, it kind of gives you that, glimpse into life beyond that situation you're in but also yeah and you and I have spoken about this before but the fact that it's actually it's it's not about the couch the color of the couch whether it's made out of you know fabric from this country or leather from that country and you know the it's no. it's about the fact that you now have somewhere to sit and connect with your children yeah so now that you're sitting in a house with a mismatch of belongings from all over, and I'm assuming you don't have 
do you even have your all of your clothes or your children's clothes or anything at this point so I went and got my um, clothes because I had heard via the children that they had been put in the shed and then the locks were changed and that was the last I ever saw of anything. Oh, no, he did very kindly drop a few bags of kitchen things on my driveway, a couple of Coles bags worth of things, and that was it. So I don't have my yearbooks. I don't have my travel knickknacks that I've bought over the years. Like I don't have the boxes and boxes of things that were in my wardrobe that were my you know, letters between friends in high school, high school photos, you know, school camp stuff. I don't have any of that and I'll never get any of that. So to to this day, you still do not have any of those things? And no. how how do you feel? I mean, our listeners hearing this, some of them have reached out to us and talked to us about how they're struggling to get rid of emotional clutter and aspirational clutter and they're things that they've got in their life that they're thinking they should maybe start letting go of. You have been put in a position where you're forced to let go. Mm without any decision-making or leading up to it, psyching yourself up to let go or giving it away or donating things in a way that give you some kind of closure. You are just, the door is shut on you. How do you, how do you process this stuff? How do you feel without this stuff now? Well, I have to admit it has gone through stages um, stages where I had to become okay with the fact that I was never going to see it again. And then I would get mad all over again. And I'd be so angry that it is literally just around the corner. That stuff is just around the corner and I can't have it. Like just the, the injustice in that really drove me mad. And then I'd come to a place where I was perfectly okay with it. And I had a really awesome girlfriend who had been through a similar situation with her ex but she was like five years ahead of me on this journey. And she was just such an incredible resource for me because she was the level head that was like, babe, if you had been in a house fire, you would not have this stuff. Let it go. You don't need that stuff. How often did you look through it? What were you going to do with it? Does it mean anything? Do you really need that as a reminder? And I had to, it was probably six or seven times that I went through being okay to not okay, okay to not okay and cycling like that to a point where I just have actually said goodbye to it once and for all. And now I'm actually incredibly thankful that my house does not contain a single thing that I had from that toxic relationship. It's all fresh and new and mine. And so because you were given a, a clean slate in effect, mm. despite the, the baggage and the heartache and all of that that came with you, in setting up again, did you bring things into your home more intentionally second time around? Obviously because it was your own decision. Yeah. You... You didn't have to wrestle with, with someone else about that. But how did you how did you go about acquiring things then? Yeah, there was a distinct period where I was definitely in acquire, acquire, acquire because I ha there were things I just did not have. Like I would I went shopping, bought lamb shanks, came home and realized I did not have a pot to cook them in. I had a saucepan 
and it was fine. I just did them in a saucepan. And then you realise you don't need the crock pot and the slow cooker and the this and the that. Got a set of saucepans, you got you can cook anything. So there was those moments of realisation of you don't need one of everything that were really good learning. But I did reach a point where I realised I was just acquiring everybody else's stuff secondhand stuff as soon as anyone said hey do you need a blender I'm like oh my gosh I don't have a blender yes thank you so much and then realizing that I don't want a blender I don't need a blender don't use a blender now I've got this blender and I would just give the things on so I would just pass them on Mm -hmm. um and it was really nice to be able to to be back in that position of being able to give again and I've stopped accepting everything because I didn't want to be ungrateful so I didn't want to turn anything away and now I feel good about the fact that I needed that stuff when I needed it and it's okay to say no to it now I don't need to take everything and be ever so thankful that for every single thing that's offered to me I mean I'm thankful that it's offered but I don't need to accept it and uh, just in the last few weeks I have actually moved house And that has been like entering a new phase again from that acquire, acquire, get everything that I need to um, what do I actually really want in this home and how am I going to organise it and how how am I going to make this space work for me? And I had a big cull and it was actually surprising how in two years I could go from having literally nothing to having things that I need to get rid of before I can move house. That's quite remarkable, really, that you can, that you have even been able to be in a position to cull again. Mm. So like you said, two years from moving into a rental with a handful of clothes and a couple of Coles bags of of cooking items to moving house and thinking I need to downsize, (laughs) I need to get rid of things. Yeah. So that's it's a nice representation of the human spirit and the fact that people were giving you so much. But I guess it's also, it's a really important point about figuring out what is truly important and what adds value and what doesn't. And because I've always been in this um, budget mindset, you know, frugal spending, find things for the cheapest possible, that is very well ingrained in me. So I'm a super savvy shopper and I I love finding a special, but I've stopped just buying things just because it's cheap. And I've started to really adopt the whole, if I'm going to buy this, I'd rather wait and save and get the better quality version. I don't need the top of the range. I don't need the fancy. I don't get fancy just for the sake of fancy. But if it's something where I'm tossing up between, will it last me six months or will it last me 10 years? I will go for the quality option. And that is a new thing for me. I'm assuming then you are in a much happier, healthier place now down the track after this big event. Yes, but that has not just happened. I have actively worked on that intensively actually and it has been quite a personal journey in realising what I brought to that relationship that it's, I, I just was not happy to accept the, well, he did this to me and he said that. That doesn't help anyone. I, I'm not going to be someone's victim because there's no winners there. 
And I own every bit of what I brought to that relationship and I will not be in a relationship like that ever again because I have grown and I just know things now. I know things that I just had no appreciation for or understanding before. And so if there are listeners that connect with part of the story and either feel like they're in a toxic relationship of some kind, be it a friendship or a, um, with a family member or a partner, it's, do you have any kind of little nugget of advice for them? Um, I think the key thing that I had to learn, and it was definitely a learning process, was you cannot change anything outside of yourself. You cannot make someone behave reasonably, even, no matter how right it is. That doesn't mean it's going to happen, no matter how hard you fight it. And you can waste a lot of energy doing that. But you can control how you let yourself respond emotionally. You can control how you perceive it. And I think one of the biggest skills I've learned is about reframing things. And it's like the most awesome life skill, I think. And I, I talk to my kids. I don't talk about it that I'm, I'm teaching you reframing. But, you know, it is a way that I talk to my children when, you know, crappy situations happen. I am the master of finding the silver lining to the point of almost being annoying about it. <laughs> um, but I will. And I will see that I am thankful for every single little bit of every crappy part of this journey because it has brought about the most amazing things and even I look back over the last two years I don't even look at it as being a terrible time even though if I pull out any little segments of it there was a lot of terrible times but Mm -hmm. actually my overview of it has been it's been incredible I've had more experiences in the last two years than I have in the last 15 I have lived my life. If I die tomorrow, I am quite satisfied with what I have done with my children in the way that I've connected with them, created bonding memories, imparted life lessons with them. I I feel really satisfied and content with that and have lots of goals and, and things that I want to do in the future. But I feel like I've just really crammed a lot of living into the last two years. I've got friendships that are just amazing. Some people don't ever find friendships like that and struggle to connect with people. And I have friends who I can have the most amazing, deep, connected conversations with and that is like the best night out for me. Um, So I'm actually thankful that the relationship went from dysfunctional to toxic and very messed up because... I don't think I would have ever left the low-level rubbish. I don't think I would have ever given myself permission to leave. So I am very thankful that I do not have to live that life anymore. And do you think going forward you will live more simply, more, yeah. um, you know, you've, you've touched on a few times about wanting experiences rather than, and things do you feel like now with your children and with the money you have available to you that instead of upgrading tvs and things like that that you 
seek out those experiences you save for a holiday yeah those kind of things are these things that you think uh on the on the path for you do you feel like you've yeah you've got rid of a lot of the excess in your life and the indulgence and kind of honed it down to a simplified view of what's important definitely less stuff more experiences and our christmas this year will be quite reflective of that um the children have so many toys and in moving them to a new house, it's like almost unwrapping them all again. So that's exciting and it's, we're only, you know, short short period out from Christmas and they just don't need more toys. They've got stuff to play with. But what they do really enjoy is going out for things to do and actually um, their Christmas present this year is a holiday um, that we'll be doing in the school holidays and the experiences that we'll have there and I know it is going to rate for them and we love we we had a first holiday interstate on a plane a year ago and it was a mind-blowing experience for my kids they'd not been on a plane so that's really exciting but there were so many new experiences and they really embraced the we don't have to have everything planned and everything perfect and everything just so we embrace the let's just see what happens. It's okay to not where we know where we're going. We can ask somebody. We can go the wrong way and discover the most amazing playground on the way, which actually happened. We um, the kids were navigating on uh, an app, and we thought we were going the same way as the day before, but we ended up taking a different turn, which still got us there in the end. But on this uh, different turn, we discovered this amazing water playground, and ended up spending four hours there. And they still talk about it. And that's the thing. When you listen to your kids, they don't sit there and go, oh, my God, I love my 10,000 Barbies, that collection that cost a a, a ridiculous amount of money. They they tell you stories about, do you remember when I fell over and the rah-rah-rah happened? Do you you remember that time when that person stopped and said da-da-da-da-da? Or do you remember when we were eating that food but the thing came out wrong and and we ended up laughing because the da-da-da-da? I love that stuff. And you can't do that while you're cleaning your house. That's it. I think that's a a perfect analogy to end on, that you don't always have to take the right turn, but you can find some magic in the spontaneity of what happens. Yes, yes. And I think that's kind of a little bit reflective of the journey that you have been on in the last 15 to 20 years is that this – this was not a planned path that you had for your life and for your kid's life and there was a bit of a wrong turn there but you have still got to this point now in your life, you are happy, you are healthy, you have a couple of beautiful, very well-adjusted children and, yeah, you took a diversion on the way and it wasn't always pleasant but it's not detracted from your happiness today. In fact, it's probably enhanced it. Yep. So I want to say thank you. Your tale has been phenomenal. The strength that you have shown and the courage in speaking out because a lot of people will go through this or come to the fringes of an experience like this and not feel the strength to share it with others. But I'm sure a lot of people listening, they might pass it on to other people who they know are in situations that could 
could take a snippet of your advice or your story and use it to help them on their journey. So I really appreciate your time today. Thank you. And if any of our listeners have specific questions about Jacinta's story and where she might have sought help or counselling, we will put um, some links to a few things in the show notes for you so you can access it there. So thanks for tuning in to listen to Jacinta's story. Before I finish up, I just want to let you know what this week's challenge is. So this week's challenge is everyday crockery, the plates and the bowls that you use on a day-to-day basis. If you've got so many that you find it hard to put them away when they're all clean, uh, or if you have to move stacks to get to other stacks, you might benefit from a cull. If you've got any that are chipped or broken, they can be a really good first step. They're kind of like the no-brainers. Then look for the ones on the bottom of the stacks. They're probably not used a lot. And are there any that you just don't like for whatever reason? I know someone who culled all of her deep bowls because they didn't stack well in her dishwasher. And my husband is the opposite. He hates the shallow bowls and loves deep noodle bowls for his cereal. Also ask yourself, how many are enough? How many are enough that I feel safe and I feel prepared, but I don't feel overloaded? You might be surprised by the answer and then feel a lot lighter once you're down to that manageable number. So good luck and don't forget to share your decluttering successes with us online. Thanks for joining us. If you've enjoyed listening to this podcast, please consider subscribing or leave a review or rating. Please feel free to tell your friends about us if they too would like to be uncluttered. If you'd like to connect with us, you can find us at beuncluttered.com.au or via Facebook and Instagram or on our personal pages at clearspace.net.au and basklifecoaching.com.